You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. How many of you know him to be a God of miracles tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Why don't you give him some praise if he's ever done a miracle for you? Come on, if you can think in your mind right now to a time that God has given you a miracle. Oh, hallelujah. He is the God of miracles. Amen. Amen. How many of you need a miracle tonight? Amen. Just lift your hand if you need a miracle. I want you to look at your neighbor. And I want you to tell him, God's going to give me a miracle. Come on, say it with your mouth. Say, God's going to give me a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I feel the miraculous in the building here tonight. Mm. Amen. How many of you have ever received a miracle from the Lord? Mm. Hallelujah. I know looking back over my life, when I, when I think about the miraculous and all the times that the Lord has released miracles into my life, it has not one time ever happened the way that I thought that it would. God has his own schedule. He has his own way. Mm, hallelujah. The pathway to your miracle is never the way that you think it's going to be. Ah, hallelujah. His ways are above our ways. I remember one morning I was praying and I was fasting and and sometimes you could get to praying and fasting almost like you're trying to force the hand of God. And and I remember one morning I was praying and I just felt like the Lord said, Don't you can't rush your miracle. You can't rush your miracle. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room tonight. There are miracles that are on the way for people in this room right now. Hallelujah. There are people who are going to receive miracles before you leave this place tonight. Amen. How many, does anybody feel a witness about that? Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. When you feel a witness about something, you ought to say amen. You ought to say hallelujah. Come on. It, it's, your, it's incumbent upon you to testify when your spirit witnesses something. Hallelujah. Don't let that word fall to the ground, but let your faith join with that word and say, I am. I am going to receive a miracle. You are. You are going to receive a miracle. There are miracles on the way tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we just love him one more time before we get into the word of God tonight? Well, I just feel such a sweet presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, whatever you walked in here with, whatever's encumbering your mind, whatever's weighing you down, I just want you to just take the next 30 seconds and just lay that down before the Lord. Ah, do whatever you got to do to connect yourself with Jesus right now, to put things out of your thought process that are distracting you and say, God, I want to hear from you tonight. I want to connect to what you are doing in this service here tonight. Lord, we've come hungry for a touch from you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I, uh, I'm going to invite you to Turn in your Bibles tonight to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. 
And we are going to pick up where we left off last night. Amen. We're going to pick up where we left off last night at verse 7. And we will read the next few verses. And then we're going to jump over to Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to read verses 26 through 29. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. I give you honor for being in the house of the Lord on this Tuesday night of revival service. How many of you came expecting something from God tonight? Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning with verse 7. If you have it, say amen. Amen. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Say, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. Say, there was a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Not only did they live, but purpose was restored. Vision was restored. Amen. Say, there was a noise, and there was a shaking. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. And we are going to begin reading with verse 26. Whose voice then shook the earth. Say, there was a voice. And there was a shaking. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. Man, I feel faith in the atmosphere here tonight already. Say, there was a noise, and there was a shaking. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you on this thought tonight. Revival on the Richter scale. Revival on the Richter scale. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. We are so thankful for this atmosphere of faith that we have stepped into here tonight. Lord, we are thankful for the miracles that you are about to do. Lord, we are thankful for the miracles that are on the way. Lord, we are thankful knowing, Lord, that the prophetic has been released. And now there will be a reaction. God, in the name of Jesus. 
I prophesy now that the scales will fall from our eyes, that our ears will be opened, and we will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In the name of Jesus Christ, have your way tonight, O God, in Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time as you are seated. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I, uh, I was in Eureka, California last December. It was my first time going there. And, um, and I had been there for a while. Our revival was extended. Uh, and, and I had ended up being in California last December, uh, I think for 21 days. And and when I got on, the, or when I was waiting for my airplane to arrive, I was sitting in the, in the little airport, and when I say little, I'm, hello, somebody, I'd like to stop and give honor to my wife who just drove two hours and surprised me and showed up, amen, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, feel a double portion, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. All right. Now I really am going to have to preach short. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boy, I got, all, I got all messed up there. Got all messed up. So, I'm in the airport, and it's a tiny airport. There is one gate. Uh, there's only a handful of planes that come through there. I typically fly Delta. Brother, there you go. All right. I was looking, looking. And uh, unfortunately, I have to fly American or United when I go to Eureka. All right, just, just checking. And I'm sitting in the airport waiting on my airplane to come with the 50 or so people in the one gate. And uh, how many of you have ever gotten an Amber Alert on your phone before? Yeah, a few of you. All right. The rest of you still have flip phones, I guess. Amen. And uh, I remember I'm sitting there. And everybody's phone in the airport made that high beeping sound that, that it makes when there is an amber alert. And they all went off at the exact same time. And I was on the phone with Jennifer, and uh, I was FaceTiming her, and I, I was sitting there on, on the little row and uh, just talking to her, telling her how excited I am to be coming home. And everybody's phone starts beeping. And, and I noticed that my chair started to move a little bit. And, and I looked down my row. I thought maybe somebody was having a wrestling match on my row. That's kind of what it felt like, you know. And, and I looked down, and there was nobody on the row. And, and I looked at that little banner that drops down on, on your iPhone screen. I don't know what happens on Google phones, but on iPhones, they drop down right there on the front. And it said, Eureka, California is experiencing a 6.1 earthquake right now. And I said, babe, guess what? <laughs> she said, what? I said, I'm in an earthquake right now. And then I said something that I think upset the gentleman next to me. I said, this is so cool. <laughs> he kind of looked at me like I was crazy. But, you know, it was my first earthquake. I didn't know I was supposed to be scared. 
And uh, I thought it was pretty neat. And uh, he evidently thought I was crazy based on the look on his face. And evidently, I found out later that a 6.1 earthquake is a pretty big earthquake. Stuff should have been falling off the wall. Stuff should have been happening. But I discovered later that the earthquake was actually happening just a mile or so offshore in the water. And so the ocean absorbed some of that vibration. And so it wasn't as intense on land as it would have been had the epicenter of that earthquake been right there underneath Eureka. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The evangelist is still alive. Hallelujah. So I got on that plane, and I came home. And as I was flying home, the Lord began to deal with me on this topic. He said, I want you to notice some things. He said, when that earthquake hit Eureka just a few moments ago, he said, everybody was going about their business the way that they always do. He said, there was no warning. Nobody knew what was getting ready to happen. He said, but yet when it happened, it got everybody's attention at the same time. And the Lord began to just remind me of some typologies in the Scripture. He said, you know, water is representative of the Spirit. All right. I know it's Tuesday, but we're going to be all right. Hallelujah. And he said, earth is representative of the flesh. Hmm. He said, there is a shaking in the spirit world right now. And he said, all the chaos and the volatility that our world is experiencing, they are feeling because of the disruption that is taking place in the spirit world right now. People have been asking themselves, why the volatility? Why the chaos? Why the disruptions? Why is everything so chaotic in our world? And the Lord began to deal with me and said, there is a shift. There is a change in the season. He said, and as things begin to shift in the spirit, he said, our world will feel the shaking. He said, it is my design that when I begin to orchestrate things in the heavenlies and prepare things in heaven, he said, the earth will feel the movement. He said, my people will experience disruption in their daily lives as I begin to make ready for the greatest global harvest that the world has ever seen. Last night, we began to talk about the prophetic. 
And if any of you were at camp meeting on Thursday night and you heard Brother Rashidi Collins preach about the prophetic, it perhaps got your attention. I looked at my wife as he was preaching, and I had many pastors in the Ohio district texting me during that service because when I preached here last night, I've been preaching since January of this year. And Brother Collins began to talk about how the prophetic was making room for things to happen in our world right now. But you have got to understand something about the prophetic. When the prophetic is released, things that are status quo, things that seem to be permanent in the landscape of your life, begin to experience disruption when the prophetic is released. As Ezekiel stood over that valley of dry bones and he began to prophesy, the first thing that happened was the earth began to shake. Things that seemed to be settled and seemed to be permanent had to be disrupted for God to do what God wanted to do. Remember, the pathway to your miracle is rarely the way that you think it's going to be. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you been in a service and you felt the gift of faith move on you and you came to an altar and you made a declaration of faith? You said, God is going to do this. They are going to be healed. This person is going to come back. Has that ever happened to anybody? And then the next day, the very thing you were prophesying to seemed to get worse. And you thought, my God, I should have kept my mouth shut. I can't believe I did what that preacher told me to do. He made it worse than it was before. And the enemy walks up in your ear and says, you should have left well enough alone. You shouldn't have touched it. You shouldn't have prayed about it. You should have let a sleeping dog lie. You shouldn't have poked the bear. You should have left it alone. What were you thinking? Prophesying to that valley of bones. What were you thinking? Trying to touch what belongs to me. What do you think you were doing? Walking up in my territory and releasing the prophetic. And it seems like you release volatility and chaos into that situation. And fear grips your heart. And what happens? You withdraw. You take a step back and you're like, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I better just better just leave it alone. Woo. Uh, you know what just happened? You just believed a lie. The devil took credit for something God initiated when you released the prophetic into that situation. 
There was a voice and there was a shaking. There was a noise and there was a disruption. You've got to understand something about the prophetic. When the prophetic is released, things begin to shake. Things begin to move. The environment begins to respond to the word that is released. And we go, my God, better quit praying about that. Mm. Mm. Better leave that alone. Ah. I used to uh, have a lawn care company. And I would spray lawns for dandelions. Anybody got dandelions? When I found out that you could make money spraying dandelions, I was really happy. Because dandelions are good job security. They come back. They come back. And I got a buddy who had a lawn care company. And his lawns look better than my lawns. I said, bro, what are you doing, man? Like, why do, you, why, do, why do your yards look better than my yards? I'm like, I'm spraying those dandelions twice a year and loving it. And he said, well, are you overseeding the lawn? I'm like, no. I'm like, can you make money doing that? <laughs> he said, yes, sir. I said, then we're fixing to start. He said, when you kill off those dandelions... He said, if you don't put new seed in the ground, he said, that void space stays. He said, and eventually those dandelions are just going to come back. He said, but if you begin to plant new seed year after year after year after year, he said, eventually that grass gets so thick and healthy and full that those dandelions can't come back. Ah, what's that got to do with the prophetic? Well, I'm glad you asked. How many times have you come to the altar and prophesied something and all hell broke loose in that situation and afterwards you stopped speaking? Let me tell you something, friend. When you step into the prophetic, you don't stop prophesying just because the shaking starts. When all hell seems to be breaking loose and the shaking begins and the chaos ensues, that is not the time to go silent, but that's the time to devil down and say, God, I'm going to say it again. My brother's coming home. My sister's coming back. My spouse is going to be saved. That situation is going to be rectified. There's going to be healing in this area of my life. There's going to be miracles released in my family. God, I prophesy it in the name of Jesus. A man's belly shall be filled by the fruit of his lips. The biggest mistake that you can do is when things start to shake, 
to go back to speaking the way you did before. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Ah, well, you know, they're just, they're just not doing good. They're not in a good place. You know, they've just they've grown cold towards it. Ah, instead, why don't you start speaking the vocabulary of revival? And no matter what anybody else says, you say, you better believe they're coming back. I'm looking for them every single Sunday. You better believe they're coming home. I'm looking out for them this Wednesday. I'm expecting them to walk through the door any day now. I'm looking. I'm standing at altar every single Sunday because I believe what I've been prophesying is going to come to pass. I know the world is shaking. I know there's a holy disruption. I know there's a divine provocation. But I'm not going to stop prophesying just because the shaking has started. I'm going to continue until I see the fruit of the prophecy come to pass. I learned something about prophesying in the life of a backslider. Let me tell you something. Uh, I'll preach to me because I, I don't want it to sting you too bad. But I am not the savior of a backslider. Uh, so when I prophesy into a backslider's life and their world begins to shake and they call me looking for reprieve, it is not my job to comfort them. And I feel some resistance right here. You need to hear me. When you begin to prophesy to backsliders and their world begins to shake, honey, you got to let it shake. You've initiated a process. You can't hold their hand and take them through the gate. They've got to find an altar of repentance. They don't need you to save them. They need God to save them. They got to cry out and say, Hey, I want you to notice the father didn't run to the pig pen, but the son came home to the father's house. You've got to give them time to come home. Uh, Show them love, yes. Show them kindness, sure. Save them from their circumstance, absolutely not. Uh, Divine disruptions lead to divine deliverances. Divine disruptions lead to divine deliverances. When the shaking starts, let it shake and let God decide how high on the Richter scale things are going to shake to get his son or daughter home. Ah. Huh. Hallelujah. Mm. In case you haven't noticed, there's a whole lot of shaking going on in our world right now. Mm. There's a divine disruption in the church, right? Mm. All right. Mm. God has encroached on our comfort zone. 
He's pressed in on our little Pentecostal orbit. Mm. Hey, I'm trying, but I could use a little help. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, mm. I'm telling you, God's trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. The Lord's trying to talk to us tonight. We can no longer be content with just checking an attendance box, slipping an envelope in the offering plate, and just believing somehow that that's all that God expects, that that's all that God requires. I'm telling you right now, there's a shaking, and the church has not been immune to the shaking. Why? Because over the course of time, there's been some things that have been erected in the church uh, that have become tradition. Uh, and God is saying, that's man-made. Uh, that's man-made. Uh, I'm tearing down uh, everything that's man-made. Uh, and I'm releasing uh, apostolic ministry uh, in my church uh, again. I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm not browbeating you. Honey, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you see that that disruption in your world. Stop blaming the enemy for everything. It could be God trying to get you to move. I believe we give the enemy way too much credit. Way too much credit. Ah. Mm. There are things that happen in our life every day that challenge us, Mm. that press in against us. Ah. And I believe the Lord allows many of those things to happen. You know why? Because comfort is one of the most dangerous things in the life of a Christian. Nothing will get you carnal faster than being comfortable. Man, boy, it's tight in here. Hallelujah. We don't like disruption. You know, they have, they have earthquakes in California all the time. That's like a thing there. You know, like tornadoes in like Oklahoma. And wherever they have earthquakes in California. Aren't you glad you don't live in California? It's beautiful, but it's dangerous. Hallelujah. But they know they have earthquakes, so you know what they do? They engineer their buildings differently so they can absorb the shaking. Some of that mindset has crept into the church. As we build our little kingdoms, and we say, you know what, I'm going to build this in such a way as to insulate myself from any disruption. Ah, la bondo roboso. Ah, woo! And sometimes we do such a good job of insulating ourselves Mm. that everything around us has to crumble in order for God to get us to move. Mm. Oh, man.
There's a, there's a lot of resistance in this room here tonight. Like, oh, Brother Vinny, I think that's a little harsh. Okay. Can God quicken you to a three-day fast right now and you immediately obey? Can the Lord wake you up right now at 2 in the morning and say, I need you to pray for the next few hours, and you immediately get out of bed and pray on his schedule? Can God say, I have a need over here. I need you to give this amount right now. I know it's not popular, and I'm not your favorite guy right now, but I'm in the Holy Ghost, and I'm in the Bible, and I'm telling you right now, every day that you have is a gift from God. Everything that you have is a gift from God, and we are only stewards of our days. We are only stewards of the things that he puts in our hands, and God ought to be able to walk into your life any day of the week, any time of the day, and say, this is what I need. You've been managing it. You've been keeping it, but now I need you to release it. And it's when we close our hand. It's when we roll back over. It's when we resist that God says, come on, I need you to do it. I don't want to have to release a shaking in your life to get you to see that you've grown comfortable in an earthly kingdom. And you are not created or saved or born again to be part of an earthly kingdom. You are part of a heavenly kingdom, an eternal kingdom. You're an ambassador. You're not a citizen of earth, but you're a citizen of heaven. God is shaking his people out of their routines. I'm a routine guy. I'm a rut eater. I like to have the same schedule. When I go to Chipotle, I get white rice, chicken, black beans, tomatoes, corn, and cheese. Every single time. <laughs> I go to Papado's once a year, and I get crawfish etouffee every single time. Mmm. Why? Because I'm a routine guy. I know what to expect. I'm not talking about faithfulness. What I'm talking about is a routine that you can't handle being disrupted when the Holy Ghost quickens you to do something for the kingdom. He said, ah, that don't really fit in my schedule. I don't know if I can really make it to three nights of revival. It doesn't really fit my schedule. It doesn't really fit with what I'm trying to do in my life. It doesn't really, you know what, it's just going to make me a little uncomfortable. It's going to make me a little sleepy. It's going to deprive me a little bit too much. Atolabo shatara makataya. Hima sonda rabashaya. 
I'm going to tell you what the prophetic is going to do. This shaking is releasing sacrifice in the saints of God again. And I'm not just talking about finance. I'm talking about sacrifice of time, sacrifice of energy, sacrifice of talent, sacrifice of gifting, sacrifice. Ah. I've heard it said that when those plagues hit Egypt, those first few plagues affected everybody, also the Israelites. I've heard it taught, I've heard it preached, that the reason those first few plagues also hit the Israelites is because if the door would have opened to leave immediately, they had become so ingrained in Egypt. They had become so rooted in the system of the world that even if they had had permission to leave the first time, they would not have got up and left. Mm. Is this all right? Mm. We read that passage in Hebrews. It says, when things begin to shake and things begin to fall that were made, it cautions us not to try to save or salvage those things that are falling. Because what is falling is ordained of God. And if you look around our world right now, ha-ha, there are generations old lies that are toppling over right now. There are deceptions and things that this world has sold society for generations. And the truth is coming to light right now. And our world is taking notice of the shaking that is going on. And they are saying, hey, this was a lie. It didn't work out the way that they said it would. This was a lie. It didn't bring joy and satisfaction like they said that it would. This was a lie. All it did was wreck my family. All it did was wreck my relationships. And now there is ruin and chaos all around me. And I'm telling you, the world is taking notice of what is going on right now. They are seeing systems fall to the ground. And they are looking to see what remains. And I'm telling you what's going to be standing when it's all said and done is the church of the living God. I'm telling you the prophetic is being released in this hour because God is setting the stage for what is about to happen. Things are crumbling and it's exactly what God ordained to happen in this hour. There was a noise. And there was a shaking. Mm. There was a noise. Mm. 
and there was a shaking. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Why in the last days? Why not all this time, but in the last days, they shall prophesy? Because in the last days, there's going to be a shaking like the world has never seen. He said, I'm going to tear down every lie, every delusion, every deception, every worldly system, and I'm going to set the stage for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that the world has ever seen. You ought to shake yourself and say, God, whatever you got to do, whatever disruption you got to release, I want to be a part of what's left standing. And I want to be standing when the fire falls in the last... For our God is an all-consuming fire. Hey, you know what fire needs in order to burn? It needs fuel. It needs something to burn up. That's why you see the shaking. God is saying, I'm just putting fuel on the fire. I'm going to send my consuming fire to fall all across the globe. <laughs> said that everything that falls will be consumed. You know what that means? It means when God releases disruption into your life, woo, and there's a part of your world that starts to crumble, don't try to save it. Put it in God's hands. If he wants to resurrect it, he will. If not, you just let the fire fall on it and say, I must not have needed that in my life. Must not have needed that in my life. That must have been an encumbrance. Must not have been for me. Must have been something that was hindering me. Must have been something that was slowing me down. I'm done trying to salvage what God is shaking. You can shake whatever you need to shake in my life. I want to be standing when the trumpets I want to be counted with the righteous I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life I'm not selling out for worldly pleasure or worldly gain or worldly comfort I want to be a part of what he's doing in this hour there was a noise and there was a sh- Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Woo! Every time I read that, I always thought of young people. Huh. I always thought, man, young people are going to prophesy. You are sons. And you are daughters. I see that verse in a new light. You know what it means? It means every born again saint of God in the last days is going to find their voice like they have never found their voice before. And they're going to begin to release the prophetic into the atmosphere, into their families, into their workplaces, into their relationships, into their friendships, everywhere that they go. Their sons and daughters are going to prophesy and release a shaking in the land. 
Just stand with me. I'm going to invite you to come forward. All of us together tonight. Mm. Hallelujah. I invite you to just come out of your pew and begin to make your way to the front. Telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. There are divine disruptions that are happening already in some of your lives. And you don't need to be fearful of it. The Lord is telling me to tell you right now. Don't be fearful of the disruption when it happened. Ah, you know what the word is in my spirit? He's saying you need to trust me. When divine disruption shows up, trust me. When things begin to shake, trust me. I haven't forgotten about you. I haven't overlooked you. I haven't lost control. He said when things begin to shake, remember the clouds are the dust of my feet. It just means I'm on the move in your life. That the things that you have prophesied and released into the atmosphere Atmosphere, I'm beginning to move in that situation. I want you to lift your hands right now. Let the Holy Ghost just fall on you. Come on, let the Holy Ghost fall on you right now. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Go ahead, call the names out. Call the situations out. Tell God, God, I release you. Lord, to release a disruption. Release a shaking. God, I'm not going to resist it. God, I'm not going to recoil from it. God, I'm not going to revert back to my old ways when the shaking starts but I'm going to trust and I'm going to know that it's coming right from the throne come on you got more than 20 seconds in you some of you are waiting on me to move you I'm telling you you ought to lift your voice until something shakes in the flesh There was a noise and there was a shaking. You need to release the sound right now. You need to release that noise. There was a voice and it shook the earth. Allow the prophetic to be released from your lips right now. There will be revival. There will be outpourings. There will be families walk into this place. 
There'll be resource. There'll be giftings. There'll be anointings. There'll be talents. There'll be staff. There'll be facilitators. There will be catalysts to revival in the name of Jesus. Come on, some of you need to lift your voice until your mindset changes. Until your paradigm begins to shift. Somebody begin to prophesy that God's going to give us dominion over cancer. Somebody begin to prophesy that there's a revival of thousands in your city. Somebody begin to prophesy over the school that families are going to begin to funnel in from this school every single year. Prophesy that this youth group is going to double. Ah, begin to prophesy an evangelist fire over your life. That God will give you an evangelistic tongue, an evangelistic heartbeat. Prophesy a burden for souls over your neighbor and over yourself. Shalom on the Rabu Shatayan. Thank you, Father. 
Lord's trying to set some of you on fire again. For some people in this room, it's been a long time since you have been on fire for God. We talk about all the time about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But the Bible doesn't just say that there's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It says we'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Mm, Why the fire? Because there's got to be something in our lives that consumes what used to be. There's got to be something in our lives that consumes the attachment points of the world, the, the, the ideologies and the mindsets and the paradigms of the world around us that attaches itself to our lives and leaves a residue on us on a daily basis. And the danger of being comfortable is you become lukewarm. If you can remember to when you were first saved, when you were first filled, when you were first baptized, chances are when you think back on that time, you think back to a time where you were on fire for God. You were telling everybody that you could about what happened. You were witnessing everywhere that you went. You wanted everybody to know. You wanted everybody to experience. You were contagious. You were on fire with the Holy Ghost. You were on fire with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You were unashamed. You were bold. You didn't care what anybody thought or what anybody said you just wanted other people to experience what you were experiencing let me tell you right now why you were on fire the reason you are baptized with the holy ghost and fire is because of that first instruction it's called repentance when you repent you put things on the altar that you were carrying before and when you put your junk on the altar there's something in the bird and that fire falls and consumes what was before in your life. And then what begins to happen is we're saved now. We come to church, we're on fire and then in three months, six months, a year, all of a sudden that fire begins to wane in our life. We begin to learn some stuff, and we begin to grow, and we begin to mature. And at some point, you hit this place where you're like, man, well, I guess I, I know what I need to know, and I, I'm doing all right, and I'm saved now, and things are good. And you know what stops happening? You stop putting stuff on the altar. Uh, you kind you reach this place that you become comfortable with, and you're like, well, I got, I, I got, I've changed this much. And this is good. I've spent three years changing and growing in Christ. And my my life is good now. And God's blessing us. And God's blessing our family. And things are are going great. And I I like the picture of my life. And so you just kind of get this feeling. It's it's subconscious. You just kind of feel like, all right, we're good. All right, now we just maintain. We just keep showing up. Just keep doing what we're supposed to do. And, And what stops happening, whoa. 
is the altar. What stops happening is you stop allowing the word to cut things off of your life and you stop allowing the spirit to ask you to put things on the altar on a regular basis and you just say, God, you know, I just, I'm going to just say sorry for my mistakes, but, but, but uh, there's really nothing left uh, that I feel like I need to put on the altar. And what happens is, is the fire begins to disappear uh, out of your life. And now you're just somebody who has truth and somebody who has the name, but you are not affecting anybody else. Uh, friend, if you want to stay on fire, uh, you've got to keep uh, stuff uh, on uh, the altar uh, every single day. Uh, you've got to allow that shaking uh, to knock something else down uh, in your life. Uh, see, once you get out of that, that baby phase of growth, you know what happens? God starts asking for some of the deeper things, some of the paradigms that were formed over time. Some of the wounds that nobody else knows about. Some of the regrets that you refuse to lay down. Some of the what ifs that you wrestle with on a daily basis. And God's saying, come on, put it on my altar. Put it on my altar. Put it on my altar. You're going to have to release them. You're going to have to release them. You're going to have to let go of that. You're going to have to have peace over that. And you're like, no, I think I'll just keep carrying that. I'm just going to keep that in my backpack. I've become so familiar with it. think I'll just hang on to that. I mean, I'm good. I'm paying my tithe. I'm coming to church. And when you do that, you negate the fire out of your life. And God is saying, if you will give me every high place, every stronghold, every wound, everything in your past, your present, and your future, I can release the fire in your life. And when we refuse... Mm. there's only one option, the shaking. Mm -hmm. He doesn't shake because he's mad. He doesn't shake because he's angry. He releases the shaking because he loves you too much to let you stay that way. He loves you too. He said, this is going to hurt a little bit. It's going to be a little bit painful. You may not understand what's going on, but I got my hand on the disruption. I got the boundaries on the shaking. I'm in control. And what's going on? I'm trying to get you to release and put on my altar what I've been asking for from you. It's his intention for his all-consuming fire to be on your life. I was praying in the hotel today. And I said, God, I said, when that ark came in that temple of Baal, I said, and Dagon fell to the ground. I said, there was such power in that room that no false god, no false idol could even, there was no life in Dagon. That was a statue. But even a statue had to fall in the presence of an almighty God. I said, God, when your people walk into a room, idols should fall to the ground. False gods, false ideologies, false doctrines, things of 
this world ought to bow when a child of God walks in the room. You are the ark. You are the fire. And this world ought to feel the power of God when you step in to a room. But you have got to be on fire for God. Every eye closed. I want you to begin to talk to Jesus right now. I'm going to tell you, the Lord's going to begin to bring some things to your mind. Some things that you have held on to for far too long. I'm telling you, there are people in this room, the Holy Ghost has been nudging you for decades to release something to him. And you've held on to it. You've nurtured it. It's become so familiar. It's become part of your mindset, part of your character, part of your life perspective. And God is saying tonight I want you to put it on my altar because I'm trying to set you on fire again you have what you have thought that you were under attack by the adversary you blame the storm on the adversary but it's me releasing a shaking because I want you to be a part of what I'm doing in this house come on You've got to release it to God tonight. Come on, nobody else has got to hear you. You can do it with a whisper. You can walk up here and just, I, I know it's an intangible thing, but you can just signify it by laying it down on the altar and say, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm laying this here and I'm not picking it up when I leave because I want you to set me on fire. I want to be a witness in this world. I want to have contagious faith. He that winneth souls is wise. I want to be counted with the wise. I want to be a soul winner. I want to be effective in the harvest. There was a sound and there was a shaking. I prophesy to you the shaking that our world is feeling right now is ushering in the greatest revival in the church and in the world. In the church and in the world. In the body of Christ and in the world. If you receive that, would you just lift your hand right now? Just begin to worship God. Begin to magnify Him. Begin to glorify him. I speak peace over you right now. If there's a shaking going on in your life, I speak peace over your mind. God's in control. God's in control. Divine disruption leads to divine deliverance. He Not every shaking is an attack. He Sometimes the shaking is just a shifting. Sometimes the shaking is just a shifting. He Jesus. Mm. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need a miracle in this room of any kind, I just want you to lift your hand right where you are. You're not going to have to move from your spot, but just lift your hand. Saints of God, I want you to look around. If you see somebody with a hand up, I want two or three believers to go and join yourself to them right now. If you need a miracle, have your hand up until two or three believers come and join themselves to you. We're going to pray. And I want you to begin to prophesy a release of the miraculous in that person's life. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. Lord, we release the miraculous in the Calvary Church tonight. Lord, confirm your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. Confirm your word tonight with notable miracles. Diabetes, you have to leave. Cancer, you have to leave. Skin conditions, be made whole in the name of Jesus. Respiratory infections, be completely healed in the name name of Jesus Christ. Migraines be gone forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Chronic back pain be healed now in the name of Jesus Christ. Neuropathy be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Asthma be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I command the release of notable miracles in the Calvary Church in the name of Jesus I prophesy it shall it shall it shall happen in Jesus name I prophesy bones that have grown the wrong way are going to be straightened out in the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy scoliosis is going to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Type 1 and type 2 diabetes is going to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have been tormented in your thoughts, you are wrestling in your mind. I'm telling you right now, don't you allow ego to stop you from the deliverance that's going to take place right now. If you are tormented in your mind, you are wrestling in your thoughts on a regular basis. Every It manifests itself with constant inability to make decision. You wrestle with indecision. You're back and forth, constantly feeling feelings of insecurity, not knowing what to do, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down. I'm telling you right now, there is a miracle 
miracle of a sound mind uh, in this house tonight. Uh, if that's you, I want you to lift one hand. If that, Listen to me. If that's you, I want you to lift one hand, and I want you to put the other hand on your head. Uh, and I want two or three believers uh, to join you right now. Uh, and I want you to begin to prophesy a sound mind. Uh, begin to prophesy the mind of Christ. Uh, that the mind of the master be the mind that is in you. I prophesy the mind of Christ in the body of Christ. I prophesy the mind of Christ in the body of Christ. I prophesy a sound mind, singleness of mind, mental health in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He is still a God that delivers. He is still a God that delivers. I'm telling you, stories of deliverance are not just for generations ago, but they are for this generation. I prophesy the release of deliverance miracles in the Calvary Church. Deliverance miracles in the Calvary Church. In the name of Jesus Christ. Devil, you're a liar. I shut the mouth of the enemy now and I release truth to abide. I release truth to abide in the name of Jesus. If you wrestle with anxiety and depression, I want you to hear me. First of all, I want to say that I understand that there are medical conditions. I'm not negating that. But I also understand that our, we are emotional beings. And our emotions are a medium of the spirit world. And many times when you are struggling emotionally on a regular basis, one of the first things that you should do is look around the landscape of your life and evaluate what has access to my emotions. What is triggering my emotions on a regular basis? Am I feeling depressed when I constantly listen to the news? Are my emotions constantly up and down from, from an oversaturation of entertainment in my life? What is it that is constantly affecting my oh Man, I am in the Holy Ghost right now. You need to listen to this preacher. You need to stop being offended, and you need to hear the word of the Lord. God has made you an emotional being not to be exhausted emotionally because of the constant tantalizing of the world and all the ways that it tries to affect you emotionally but your emotions are meant to be a spiritual radar to keep you connected to what is going on in the kingdom of God I prophesy a restoration of emotional health I 
I cut off every tether of the world, every tether of the world that has been that has been manipulating you emotionally in the name of Jesus Christ. Be free from it tonight in Jesus' name. Some of you, the best thing that you go do when you leave this house is go home and start canceling some subscriptions. Hmm. Well, y'all stay nice and quiet on that one. It's all right. You can choose to entangle yourself again if you want to. But I'm telling you, you have an opportunity right now tonight to walk out of here free and stay free. You choose whether you entangle yourself again or not. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, there are people in this room, entertainment has affected you much more than you think it has. It has numbed your spirit. It has manipulated your emotions. And it has affected your perspective. And God is trying to bring restoration to your paradigm, healing to your emotions, and wholeness to your mind. The psalmist said, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. The psalmist understood that if I allow my eyes to entertain what wickedness has created, it will attach itself to my life. I need to keep godly things in front of my eyes. I want you to close your eyes and begin to commit some things to God right now. Come on, God's, God's talking to people all across this altar. Come on, you need to have a conversation with Jesus, not with your neighbor. You need to have a conversation with Jesus. He's putting things on your radar right now. He's showing you what to cut off and what to add. What to cut off and what to add. He's not going to remove something without giving you something to fill that space. You need to hear what thus saith the Lord right now. The Holy Ghost is speaking to hearts all across this room right now. You need to commit some things to God and say, God, I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to not allow that to be a part of my life anymore. And in its place, I'm going to receive, accept, and establish what you are speaking into my spirit right now. Your insulation from being shaken. Is not built with the things of the world. It is built with the things of the word. Mm. The money faileth. I know I'm stepping on toes in here. But I'm telling you right now. Every system of our world is being shaken. The only way to insulate yourself from the shaking is to build your life on the word. Build your life on the word. 
be ye holy, for I am holy. I love you, Jesus. Come on, let's thank the Lord right now. I feel like I'm finished. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for speaking to us tonight. Lord, I release restoration in this body. Restoration in this church body right now. In the name of Jesus, bring clarity to our minds right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.